Do you want to become a better songwriter? Well, we created a very simple 10-minute songwriter personality test, and it's going to help you better understand who you are as a writer, and it's going to help you in the writer's room when you're writing with other writers, because you're going to be able to identify what kind of writer they are, maybe even have them take the songwriter personality test. If you're curious and you want to take the songwriter personality test today, just visit songwriterpersonalitytest.com or go to the link on the writingworship.co website. Twice now I've shown up for a meeting or virtual meetings, either from coming from a workout or my head is soaking wet because I think we're just having a, a quick meeting. And I notice you guys always look so cute. And I'm thinking, I think I'm missing something here. And then I find out, yep, that's a recording. <laughs> This is the Brave Podcast, awakening dreams, purpose, and songs. Brave exists to encourage, resource, and connect brave women around the world for the glory of God. Hey, everybody, this is Chrissy and your Brave Worship Leadership Team, minus our dear friend Bria, who is not able to join us today. But um, we're so excited to have this conversation together. Um, We've had a pre-conversation, and we have a lot to talk about with you and with each other. And um, we're really excited about the next month and far beyond the next month as we uh, plan for Brave and what we see in the future. How are you guys all doing today? Actually, I already know. <laughs> good day. It's a good, good. day. Okay. Good Let's day. tell the truth. Do you know what really happened today? Okay. <laughs> this is really embarrassing. I don't know. I always have any of you ever had those dreams like where you, you dream you show up in class and you're back in high school. Yes. The math exam and you knew nothing about it. And everybody seems to know what's going on but you. Yes. That happens to me often, but in real life, not in dreams. So (laughs) twice now I've shown up for a meeting or virtual meetings, either from coming from a workout or my head is soaking wet because I think we're just having a a quick meeting. And I noticed you guys always look so cute. And I'm thinking, I think I'm missing something here. And then I find out, yep, that's a recording. (laughs) So. But look at you dried your hair in five minutes. It looks awesome. Didn't didn't have a chance to put any um, straightener or curl in it, but you know, it's okay. It'll just grow as we're sitting here because there's no product in it. I feel the humidity kind of getting getting a hold of it. That's real life, though, right? That's real life. It's real life. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, Anything else you guys want to share before we jump in? Anything on your hearts? Nothing. Ready. Okay. Okay. We're jumping in then, guys. So as we thought about this year, um, honestly, the vision needed to shift just a little bit because of just the current situation. So I know in the past, um, Dina, you've done such a great job with our coffees and all of that, Um, and Jenny with our live events. Um, But with yeah with just the current culture and you know we really never 
new starting out the beginning in March when all this began with COVID, um, how long it would last. You know, it didn't seem like it was going to be that big of a thing. But, um, alas, it has been a big thing. <laughs> so, um, so just a slight shift because we can't meet in person that often. All of us, you know, some of us still have that ability. Not all of us do. So, um, so here's our new vision. We're just going to go through it a little at a time. We're just going to go over our, our values. Not a lot changed, but, um, again, we can't meet at the coffees as our starting point right now. Um, so you'll see that as we go through, but, um, but the heart hasn't changed. So here we go. We have a couple of guiding verses at the beginning um, of our vision. Psalm 96 one says, sing to the Lord, a new song, sing to the Lord, all the earth. And then Deuteronomy 28, nine says the Lord will send a blessing on your barns and everything you put your hand to the Lord, your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. Um, and then those kind of guided us straight into our, our values. Um, so our first value, and we're going to talk about these a little bit is making room at the table. Um, what does that mean to you guys making room at the table? And why did we choose that as one of our values? Who's first? I'll go first. I, the awkward silence is killing me. I'm like, I'll talk. Somebody go else get Jenny. ready while I'm chatting. <laughs> uh, room at the table for me just means there's, um, well, it's back to your no competition thing. You know, there's room for, for all of us to be speakers, to be singers, to be writers, all of us carry a unique piece of God's heart and only we can carry that thing. Even if it looks similar to somebody else's, what we carry, only we can carry. And so we make room for that, for everybody to bring that piece. Mm -hmm. And it just creates such a beautiful picture. It creates a, a yummy banquet when we all get together at the table. We all bring, I bring Pavlova. Yes, you do. <laughs> other people bring, you know, the good gluten-free or dairy or whatever is needed at the table. <laughs> um, so that's how I look at it. That's what room at the table means is we all carry a unique part of the potluck. Yes. It's a potluck. <laughs> I love that. That's good. Yeah. And I, I think too, for me, it's about belonging too. Mm. And that kind of that welcoming to the table um, is the, the part that's so important to me. I just know even, um, I'm sure many of you too listening have had situations where you weren't invited to the table. You didn't feel like you had a place and you didn't belong. And so it, it's so important that you, you have that. And that, so it's, it's important to us too, that we are making room at that table. And, you know, it's also a good equalizer too. It's not about even where you sit at the table. It's not about um, all of that, but just a place where we can all come and kind of level set together, uh, be family. So um, belonging is really the thing that stands out to me about it. I love that too. Um, I heard someone say years ago, and we stood out to me, where they said the foot of the cross is level. And I think how the Lord loves his creation. He just loves his creation. And so this gives us an opportunity to be loving on that creation, loving one another, no matter where we are, as Jenny said, musically, um, whether it's a small scale or a large scale, each piece is vitally important because it's represented by a person. 
and people are important. And so that's what we want for the women. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of one of our stops, guys, when we were in Ireland, and I can't remember the name of it, the one that had the church sitting on the hill at a distance with, um, oh, man, I can't remember. It had the stone where you entered through the gate. Oh, Glendalock? Glendalock. the name of it? Yes. yes. Thank you, Jenny. Everybody touched the stone. Yes, it was so beautiful. So in their in their Celtic church, per se, in their little village, when you entered and you touched this stone... Um, you belonged, your past was gone. You now had a family and a place and, um, man, if we could incorporate that into our church today, you know, um, but we're doing that here in this, in this ministry, that's exactly the heart. It's the Celtic church. It's the, you know, everyone, like you said, Amanda, everyone belongs and, um, and so, yeah, so that is a picture in my mind of what that looks like. Um, it, it it gave me a way to verbalize how we felt about, you know, creating room at the table when I saw that stone and when I understood that process that they went through entering that village. So that's our hope, right, when anybody enters in. Um, and, yeah, I mean, definitely we all... Um, love music and worship, but that's many different degrees of what that looks like. And even the writing side, many different degrees. The main, um, the main desire is to create room. Um, no matter what your gifting is specifically when you walk in the door. So, okay. So that was number one. Number two is a safe, nurturing female focused community. And I know we've been back and forth on this one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we've actually had a lot of requests and we've had guys show up to several events and we have our brave brothers. Um, mm-hmm. That's another piece of our, our ministry. Um, but yeah, any thoughts on that? <laughs> you guys knew it was coming. You knew this was coming. Just, no, I did not be the first one to talk every time. I'll, I'm okay. always the first one to talk. So I'm like, in order. <laughs> hard to know where to begin because it's such a vast subject, you know. Yeah. Um, but I know immediately what jumps out to my mind is the busy woman in, who has, she's trying to perfect multitasking in her life without even realizing it. She's trying to balance work and home and children and dreams and all of this. And so by being female, at least at this point, and brave, that allows her to be able to let her hair down. It just feels a little bit safer, women with women, just like men do with men. Mm-hmm. Um, we can have conversations that we might not always have in mixed company. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to sound antiquated or um, uh, rigid, I think it really is just a fact of life. You know, it's just mm-hmm. kind of God designed us. Women share things comfortably with other women that they wouldn't if men were present. Men are going to share things comfortably in front of men if women weren't, you know, present. So um, that allows a little bit of that safe environment. I think, too, a lot of times, Jenny, you have brought us back to um, Chrissy. Remember what God said when you started all this. Be what you need. Right. You have reminded us of that a lot of times because 
at the time I kept thinking, is there not a female in the industry that has gone through this, that has learned how to balance these things with family and industry and ministry? And is there not a female Lord? Like there literally isn't one. And, um, and so I think that's a part of it too. Um, and I, I do think, like you said, Dina, like there's different challenges, even specifically when we're talking about songwriting or leading worship, you know, what if you're nursing? Yeah. Um, what about those kind of conversations? What about the conversations about um, food prep? You know, how do you prepare for um, uh, an evening meal when you have a co-write during the day or you have, you know, other stuff going on that musically or, or otherwise? So I think there are just different dynamics from a female perspective. And that doesn't mean that our heart is to exclude males. That's not it at all. In fact, um, we have a lot of resources available to males now that we didn't used to have because, um, you know, we kept having young men come to us and say, I really need the mentorship that you're giving to the girls too. Is there room for me? Right. And, that's tough when your number one value is making room at the table, you know, to face something like that and say, you know, I'm sorry we don't because our heart is always to have room at the table. So the way we're doing that now is we have a whole nother community called writing worship and that's male and female. And that's basically our resource generator for all of, um, all of the songwriting side of things. So, um, so really we have a community, we have, um, courses, we've got the mentorship, all of those things are kind of on that side, but it is a place that's our, basically, you know, it's our brother, sister community, um, that has a very similar heart of brave, brave. It just feels like it was birthed, um, from that place of wanting to champion females because we need more in the in the world of music and we need more leading worship we need more writing songs um and i think you're right dina i think a lot of times the safest way um to cultivate those girls is in a female environment yeah okay and i like i love that um it just women can get catty. I used to work um, at a place that was only women and there's just that competition is there. And mm -hmm. when I heard your heart about no competition and just, you know, everyone was, we're going to work with each other. And I think that this is a beautiful picture of how the church is supposed to be is we, we just love each other. And, um, when you see a fault in someone that you love, you love them through that fault anyway. You know, you, you help them to overcome that and walk through it and, and be better. And, and that's what happens in brave is it's a safe place. It's, you don't come in and then everybody's talking about how awful you are behind your back. Or did you see, she did that thing. That's, that's not what this is at all. It's safe and you're embraced and welcomed and loved and then walked and discipled truly in, in a deeper walk with God and in your music and in life. And it's just beautiful to be around, um, as a mom, you know, to be around other women that, um, are in a place that you haven't gone yet. Like Dina so many times, cause she has boys that are older that have left home. We've had a lot of 
conversations about our boys. But then we're also able to look with compassion on the mamas that have the littles that are just running frantic and your mind is never there anymore. (laughs) And you wonder if you're ever going to have a brain again (laughs) and we're able to just love on them and walk through a co-write with them. Whereas if they're with a man, that man's maybe not going to understand that you need to take a moment to go nurse or change a diaper or, you know, whatever the thing is. So, um, I, I think that that keeping that female focused is very special and creates a unique bond that's very needed. Yeah. Okay. Love it. Um, third value is awakening dreams, purpose, and the voice within the worshiper. I think I know who is passionate about this one. That's what I was just going to say. You better go first on this one. (laughs) Okay, I guess. Um, No, I, I think the order of these is so important too, because it is because of being able to belong and have room at that table in a safe environment where you feel encouraged and, and cheered on really in what you're doing that you're able then to discover some of those things, those dreams that have been in your heart for a while, those purposes that God has for you, um, realizing that your voice does matter. Um, That happens in that safe community Mm. where you really feel like it's a place where you can discover and kind of bloom and um, be encouraged because others around you will see things in you that, that you don't see Um, or just seeing that their passion or their um, what they're doing can inspire you or remind you that, oh, goodness, that's something that the Lord spoke to me about when I was a little girl. Mm. And I put it aside. I put it away. But, you know, I think He, want, he wants me to be everything that He's created me to be. And I think that this uh, process even, the way it's lined out is important and knowing that Boy, Brave wants to be a place that you can discover those dreams, that you can write the songs that God's put inside of you. Um, you find that purpose, and we're here to, like, cheer you on and say, mm. go. Like, be brave. Go after it. Do it. So, yeah. I love I, this part. <laughs> <laughs> you're so good at helping with that, Amanda. And you're you're really gifted in seeing um, purpose in other people. So I love that. Um, I think too, another thing as you're talking, I just, I'm picturing broken wings. I feel like we've had a lot of girls that have had wings, but they've been broken. And I feel like part of the awakening dreams, purpose and voice, that's sometimes that's healing, healing up, you know, from past wounds that people have experienced and giving people a safe place to do that and helping um, stitch them back together and so that they remember what, what it feels like to open their wings. You know, I think a lot of people keep their wings shut because they're, they're so badly bruised or broken or torn. Um, and they, they don't want it to happen again. But I think in a safe environment, like what you said, um, where people are all surrounding them, um, stitching them up, you know, um, pushing them off the ledge, so to speak, reminding them they can fly. Um, it's a beautiful thing. 
It's part of the awakening, that healing. I could talk about the subject all day long. And it's, it's really interesting that God put it all together. If you think about um, how all the values tie back around to uh, your original vision, Chrissy, and you know, the, being what you need, no competition, a lot of that is tied up in that third value there. You think about it, we are all worshipers if we're in Christ. And how many times, as you said, do we feel like we've all been injured in some way? Everybody is. I think there's really no exception there. There might be a rarity, but it's more on the side of we've all had an injury of some sort when it comes to um, our dreams. And so when we can come back around and know that we're not in competition, it can look competitive. And there's nothing wrong with competition, per se, in the word. But in this field of what we're speaking of, that we are truly going to practice the gift of being a cheerleader for others and be a good listener and say, what is it that God's really placed in your heart and really in challenging people to say, no, I'm not just asking that flippantly. I mean, really think about it. What has he placed in your heart? And then to know that no questions dumb, asked, um, be willing to put out there, be vulnerable, be willing to be told no. Be willing to get the yes, even if it's a scary yes, and just get on that wagon and ride. What could happen if we really encourage that kind of freedom? There's really no limit. Mm-hmm. And that's exciting because we might um, see new creativity that doesn't even exist yet come out of these women, come out of us. I love that. It's good. Awesome. Um, okay, our fourth and final value is building kingdom together through music. Um, and I know we've had a lot of conversations about this too. Um, we've had a lot of questions like, what about, you know, um, other creatives or what about people that maybe this isn't their, you know, strength, creativity at all, or, you know, all of those questions have come up many, many times again and again. Um, I think we've circled back around to this um, specifically for a reason. So any thoughts on this, guys? I think it's still pretty wide um, reference there through music. I for, for me with this one, um, having gone on the tours with Ray and learning the power in sound has really um, giving me, given me a passion for this, for building the kingdom through music and realizing that different um, lands, even the topography of different lands creates unique sounds and how important it is for us to reach out to people beyond our city, beyond our state, go to other nations and find out what that sound is. And when you um, put yourself into a relationship with other people and put yourself right in their land or right in their environment, you realize that there is that different sound there and that builds community. And then when you put those sounds together to worship, you're building his kingdom here on earth. You're bringing those sounds of heaven to earth. And there's just so much power in that. Um, I'm never that morning in Ireland when we sang in that church was so powerful. You could just Mm. feel that. And so that's what I go back to with building kingdom together through music. Mm. 
I'm able to go re- reference that in my own personal experience, but I want to teach that to other people mm. is there's unique sounds and, and maybe you won't enjoy that sound, but it is a piece of heaven. It is a piece of that person's culture, that person's personality. And if we can, if we can bring that together and walk through that together, it's just such a beautiful, powerful thing. Mm. I love also another thing Ray says, um, honoring the song in other people. So that can honestly mean many things. Um, but I definitely think you're right, Jenny. I think music carries um, one of the most powerful weapons that we have from heaven as far as changing culture, um, as far as bringing healing to people, um, bringing encouragement. And bringing unity to the body of Christ. Um, and and that's on a large scale or on a small scale. Um, either one. But I just feel like it's one of the most powerful weapons that we have um, for the kingdom of God. And it just feels like as brave um, as a community. You know, it talks about in Chronicles how they would send the worshipers ahead of the army. Um it feels like that's what we are. That's what brave is. We're on the front lines, basically, um, shouting out a song um, in order to prepare the way for the army of the Lord coming behind us. And so um, that just feels like, you know, we're taking territory (laughs) for the kingdom of God. And that's how we're, we're building the kingdom. We're taking territory back. And, um, and yeah, I think, if you love music, you're a part of that. You know, if you write music, you're a part of that. If you, um, if you lead music, you're a part of that. So it's a very broad um, category in my mind. It could just be someone that loves music, and that's honestly most people. Yeah, music is so universal. You know. Yes. Um, I had a friend one time tell me she was at kind of international meeting. And someone started to lead Jesus loved me in England. So there were about 50 nations there. And everybody was singing one song in their language. Hmm. She said it was the most beautiful thing. You know, she said, to said if you were trying to listen to everybody, you couldn't make out one word. But she said, but then you would look at the worshiper singing it in their own language and how much it meant to them. But everybody knew it because they recognized the melody. And that's what music does. It, it unifies yeah. And I also want to add, I know we're four white girls um, on this call, basically. Um, but I feel like we have a heart for diversity, too, as you're saying that, Dina. Like, that is our heart. And um, and we believe the more diverse, you know, in the writing room, um, on the stage as leaders, but honestly, just um, in every way, the more diverse we are, the closer we look to heaven. So. Um, I just want to mention that we have a heart for that as well. And I know we're not all, um, we actually have a lot of ethnicities represented here, honestly, even though we look white, right guys. True. Chrissy, I know that, um, that goes back to waking up the dreams. Mm-hmm. It's grown up in a home and in Northern Africa their sound and their song is going to sound different than my, none of my song. 
beautiful perspectives in both work and both needed mm-hmm. together what we all represent and that is we're all pictures of of Christ yeah and his color knows no bounds his mm-hmm. love has no bounds and what a great expression to hear that I know one of my dearest friends they help run a ministry in um, Central Africa and she showed me a clip one time of a worship service they were having oh my gosh it was beautiful it was loud and boisterous and exciting and colorful. And I just think, I love that it looks so different across the globe. We all look so different. The sounds are different, mm-hmm. but all for the same purpose. And that's to glorify God. Yeah. And it, it really circles back around to our value number one, which is making room at the table. That's for everybody. Yes. It's for everybody. Yeah. I just want to say one thing more thing about the music. Um, you said that uh, music sh- shifts cultures. I don't know. You said something about culture and it made me think about <clears throat> the importance of us partnering with the Holy spirit mm-hmm. and what God wants to say to his people through music, because just on a secular scale, on a mainstream scale, look what Elvis and the Beatles did to our music mm-hmm. when they came in. I, they, they literally shifted culture. And that was just in their own human strengths, in their own giftings. But if they had partnered, you know, the Bible says that God's gifts are without repentance. He looks at people and he says, I want you to carry this. And it's up to us what we do with them. So if when he gifts us with something, if we would partner with heaven, I mean, that's more than just a culture. That's a world shift. You know, mm-hmm. that's what the disciples did. So that that's yet another thing that gets me excited. If we partner with the Holy spirit, if we partner with heaven, we can literally not, that's not an over-exaggeration, literally shift our culture. And put on top of that partnering with one another. Right. You know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that this last one ties it all together and they all, um, if you, if you think about them all, they're individualistic. You hear the individual in each one. Mm. It goes to a group Alice, kind of um, for that individual person that needs uh, room at the table, needs a seat, or um, needs that those girlfriends, in other words, needs to awaken that dream. But it's because that building kingdom together is built. Like I remember when we did the Lego building and writing worship when we did our pilot group, and how we built better together. But we know that the kingdom of God and his church is built with living stones. Mm-hmm. Each stone is an individual. And so this building together, we will build kingdom together and the kingdom will be built with these individuals who are, uh, say they are in a safe environment and a great community where they can, their awakening can happen for their dreams, their passions, they belong. And then they get to be part of building after all of that. So I think it just all goes together so beautifully. That's awesome. I love our values. (laughs) It feels like us, right? Be brave. Um, So we're going to keep going through our, our purpose and then our vision. So um, I'm going to share a purpose next. It's pretty simple. Brave exists to encourage, educate, resource and connect our community for the glory of God. And that, I mean, that pretty much 
is on target with everything we just said with the values. So you can see how that um, really just narrows it down into that one line of purpose there. Um, and then the vision, I'm just going to read this and then we'll talk about it, guys. But um, this has shifted just a little bit, like I said. Um, here's the new vision. So many worship songs have been lying dormant, locked inside isolated hearts wrapped in fear and insecurity. There's the broken wings I was talking about. But when those hearts have a brave encounter online or in their local community, they begin to feel a safety, belonging, and possibility in an incredible new way. They realize maybe for the first time what healthy community feels like. This alone brings healing and helps to break the fear and insecurity. They begin to feel comfortable in who God made them to be and love just the way they are. All the pressure is now off. Suddenly they begin to breathe, and as a result, the song in them is awakened. They are encouraged that their voice matters. They grow in confidence in the safe community. No longer are they threatened by others, but instead they embrace them. Not only are they transformed, they transformed, but they go back to their families, churches, and communities with their nurturing natures and begin to share what they have learned. Over time, this cultural infusion has an impact on worship around the world, one heart and one song at a time, like you were saying with the stones, Amanda. The release of new worshipers and new songs is unending and carries great fruit. Fruit, when traced back to its roots, began as simply being loved, embraced, and encouraged. God is blessed by the creativity and the songs, but he is also overjoyed to see his family in such unity. Brave impacts church, whoops, sorry. Brave impacts individuals, families, generations, communities, churches, and ultimately the entire kingdom. May no song be left unsung. Um, Amen. So, <laughs> so that is uh, the vision. And you can see how it ties in with our values and our purpose. Um, but any comments, guys, on that? Jenny will pop a comment here in a second. She lost power. So she'll be back on here in a bit. Okay. <laughs> Um, I think that is a beautiful explanation of everything we just talked about. Mm. You know, it just summarizes everything greatly. Well, and I think tracing it back to the one, like Amanda was saying, the individual, if one song is not sung, it has an impact, you know, it's, there's something missing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think, Every song is important. Every individual is important. Every voice is important. But when it all adds up together, um, man, can it change the world? So, oh, yeah. I'm glad um, you said that, Chrissy. Um, it, something that kept coming to my mind when you were reading that, you know, sometimes people feel like, well, my world is small. I'm only doing this for me. I'm only writing for me right now because it brings me joy. Or some other some other person might be like, well, my community church is small. There's only 40 of us. Is it really making that big of an impact? And I want to say, yes, mm -hmm. it's making a huge impact. When I think about how Jesus turned the world upside down with 12 disciples, 12 people, that's not a lot of people. 
Mm-hmm. It's forever changed the culture of our world. So no yes. one ever think that their voice does not matter. It matters. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's in ways that we can't maybe see with our eyes, Dina. Like um, when you're mentioning, you know, um, the smaller size church, for instance. But we need to think about it even in those situations as generational impact. So maybe it's just your family. Maybe you're leading worship with your kids around your piano. What is being planted in them as seeds that's going to grow, you know, long past your life um, into many, many grandchildren that, you know, or great grandchildren that you might, you might not be able to see right now what's happening. But if we take that long view, the long perspective, um, the kingdom view, um, you know, it makes a huge impact. And I think when we get to heaven, it'll, um, we'll be able to, to see that. But we just trust now that we do what he's called us to do. Yes. Well said. Okay. So our mission is this. We will honor, which I love that word. This is our mission. I was saying, Jen, we will honor and help build people, songs, and kingdom. Um, And then we have a few steps to get there. Number one, people get connected to our community through our online platforms. Um, And during this time, that is all the more true. So that's usually our first step of connection with people. Um, And then step two, they take what they experience and learn and influence their local communities. And that's your family, your church, your city. Um, And then the third step, all brave worshipers will be welcomed home for family gatherings at our headquarters in Nashville, Tennessee, the song barn, which we now have. I can't believe it guys, but um, yeah. So the Lord surprised us and um, our church. Hope you see Nashville um, just purchased Homestead Manor, which has a ginormous barn, which we will be allowed to um, call our home. So unreal, unbelievable. It's happening. And, um, and yes, that'll, that will happen soon. Hopefully. Right guys. That will be able to make that invitation for you guys to come. So, um, any last thoughts on those things, guys, steps or mission or I think we covered it. If I just tuned in right now, I would be like, Hey, sign me up. I'm ready to be a part of this. <laughs> I'm excited. I love it. I, I, who doesn't want to just be loved in this way? I pray. Oh, I, I know. That's what I was thinking too, Dina. I was just like, man, listening to the vision again, every time I hear it, it's just like, boy, your heart just sings. Like, it's like, yes, it's like it's everything that we've ever wanted. And it's an honor that we get to um, be stewards of that. So, and it's amazing that I don't know that I've ever experienced community in this way, guys, that, that we have right now with this brave worship community, Uh, but it's been beautiful how the Lord has really led us literally one step at a time and shown us, you know, how to do, how to do things a little bit differently. And, um, man, just, yeah, I'm just so thankful. Just even looking at your faces and knowing all those things that I just read, 
like just looking at each of you, I'm like, yep, that's hundred percent who they are. And there's a, there's several people, um, you know, that come to mind in our community that I'm like, how in the world, Lord, did you put this together? You know, this is just, it feels so heavenly on earth, you know? Yeah. So I'm really thankful. Definitely. I know it's true. I, I know that it's, it sounds awesome when you read, you know, the feeling is good, but I also know it's real life. Like it really is who we are when I read it. Um, I could say all of those things about each of you. So, and you know, and I know that someone listening right now might think she said something too good to be true. It's not that we aren't without our challenges. We face them daily yeah. and individually. But we want to be transparent enough to say, it's okay when you fall on your knees mm-hmm. it's okay when things don't work out. It's okay when this went a completely different direction than you were anticipating. It's okay that you're mad, that you're hurt, mm-hmm. you're excited, or maybe you're struggling with whatever, fill in the blank. We're not going to walk away just because. Yeah. I think and- what you, what Jenny said was true about that. Like when you're loved, there's room for those things. There's room for mistakes. There's room for, you know, hard days. And we've all had those too. Yes. Like you said. And, um, but just knowing you're still going to be loved through that and not, you know, canceled as the kids say now, um, is a good feeling. Yeah. In other words, we're not on a performance basis. Yes. You know, we love for who we are, not what we do. There's room for humanness. Yay for humanness. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been pretty human-y lately. <laughs> that can be our new phrase. Ah, uh, you're human is <laughs> I just wrote yes, a song sir. last week and it said, um, let's see. Oh, gosh. Now I can't. It, the phrase was earthy feelings, despite my earthy feelings. So. That's good. That's good. Yep. Um, <laughs> so thankful for you guys. Thankful for you, Chrissy. Amanda, do you want to tell um, a little bit of lead us about the schedule? What yeah, we can expect sure. for the month? Okay. Yeah. So we have some things coming up this month. Um, August 29th, we're going to do an online writer's round, which will be super fun. It's going to be through Instagram Live, and it'll be at 6 p.m. CST. So you want to make sure, if you haven't already, to please follow us on Instagram. It's just brave worship. Um, So go on there and follow so you don't miss that. Again, it's August 29th at 6 p.m. We'll be posting about it so you see it. And Jenny and Chrissy and Amanda Kenner will be hosting, so you'll have Wonderful host for the evening. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, do you guys want to say anything else about that? I just hope Jenny brings food still. And um, <laughs> it should be really fun because we're going to, um, we'll invite one person in at a time to share a song. So it should be, it should be really fun and easy. You can stay home in your PJs, you know, um, you don't have to get out. You don't have to get childcare. You can just literally enjoy it from your home TV or your headset. So yeah. it should be easy and fun. And you can enjoy watching Chrissy get her pavlova. 
just live on Instagram. Eat I hope so. <laughs> Please, Lord, let it be so. <laughs> we'll all be disappointed if it doesn't happen now, Jen. Oh, all the pressure. Oh, okay. Now it's happening. <laughs> And then um, at the end, very, very end of the month, last day, Monday, August 31st, we're going to have a Zoom coffee. So we're going to resume coffees just online through Zoom um, with Dina. And that'll be at 10 a.m. CST. Um, and we'll put an event out about that so that you are reminded about it and can join in. But those are just awesome times of fellowship uh, and fun, too. Dina always makes it fun. And... Uh, <laughs> getting to just get to know each other better and we'll go through devotions together and all of that too. So Dina, any, anything else you want to share? No, I liked your play on words. I don't know if you did that on purpose or not. We're going to resume our Zoom. Resume our Zoom. Resume our Zoom. Um, no, we just want to, we just want to save everyone. We want to be part of your lives and see what's going on and have that accountability in the best way possible. So I'm looking forward to it. And I'm excited that Christy will be sharing live devos then. And so um, that's going to be great. Such a great jumping point for deeper discussions. Yeah. And then just as extra um, announcements to any of you listening, if you're interested in anything for writing worship, please uh, reach out about that as well. So we have a lot of resources there too for your songwriting. We've got mentorship groups starting. Yes, mentorship groups starting the week of the fifth, uh, August fifteenth. Mm-hmm. So there's still time to sign up. Yes, so you can find those groups and more information at writingworship.co. Yes. Okay. Well, I think that's everything, guys. Is that Amanda? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, um, I'm so thankful that we get to continue um, meeting online, even through this time, and hopefully make it easy for you guys to be a part of everything we're doing. And um, so, yeah, so we've got that worship night coming up um, on the 29th, the writer's round, online writer's round. And then the 31st, we have the Zoom coffee. So hope you guys can join us. And um And yeah, I hope you hear our hearts for you um, through the vision and everything that we shared today. So um, we are for you. We're cheering you on and um, we're here to help with your broken wings. Mm. What an amazing leadership team we have, guys. I love you all and I'm so thankful for you. We love you, girl. Yes, we do. Jenny does too. She just got kicked off again. Oh, (laughs) okay. Jenny, poor Jenny. Then said bye early. (laughs) She said bye early. All right. Have a good week, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Brave Podcast, awakening dreams, purpose, and songs. You can visit braveworship.com to learn more about how you can join one of the upcoming Brave Coffees in your local area. We'd love to connect with you on Instagram at Brave Worship and on Facebook at Brave Worship Page. We'd also love for you to join us at our next songwriting event or missions trip. And you can stay up to date on all of those things and the latest happenings when you sign up for our newsletter at braveworship.com.
The times I've grown most as a songwriter are the times I've had mentors showing me the way. If you're looking to grow as a songwriter, we're now accepting applications for our Worship Songwriter Mentorship. Now, it's available only a few times each year. The Worship Songwriter Mentorship is a songwriting intensive that will help you craft impactful worship songs. It's a course created by Dove Award-winning and Grammy-nominated, drumroll here please, (laughs) our founder, pro songwriter Chrissy Nordoff. It's a small group community, and it's led by other songwriters over the course of nine weeks. It's an intensive course and a small group co-writing environment, and that means you'll be added to a special group of about 12 writers, give or take. Each group is led by experienced songwriters, some of them my dear, dear friends, and I've even gotten to lead a group or two. Rachel here, by the way. We love the church, and we love to champion fellow worship songwriters just like yourself. In this mentorship, you'll learn how to write songs for you and your congregation. You'll go deeper in your intimacy with Jesus. You'll get the tools needed to help craft songs more easily and never run out of creative ideas. Okay, I know it sounds too good to be true, but trust me, this course is a game changer. You'll learn how to leverage your unique songwriting personality and connect with other like-minded writers in a meaningful way. Truly, I can't think of another course, group of people, community that has impacted my songwriting the way that this mentorship has. If you're wanting to take the next steps in your songwriting journey, then apply now at the link in our show notes. We hope to see you there.